Production. I'm your host, Sean, and across the plains, Danny, you fucking Instagram whore. How are you doing? I'm doing it for the likes. Doing also, it. um, why are you hiding from me? Are you ashamed of yourself, Sean? You're a beautiful person. Oh, am I hiding from you? Oh, I fucking forgot. I was so busy drinking my, uh, my, uh, my mic wasn't working. I wasn't getting picked up, so I was like, I got distracted by that. Blinded by the mic? Yeah, I was doing testing, waiting for your ass. Because now you're the late hey. one. <laughs> oh, man. I am beat. Dude, I am I'm beat. I was telling you, Danny, poor, poor decisions this week. Poor, or at least the last two nights. And they both revolve There's... around things we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yes. uh, so, Danny. I was going to say, there's a, a term in uh, like uh, in Chinese about it's um, I can't remember the name of it. Basically, it's a uh, bedtime procrastination revenge. Where uh, because you have no real like control over what you do during the day, you mm -hmm. know, doing adulting, going to work and chores and all that. That you basically punish yourself by going to bed later because then you can have control of your life, quote unquote, by staying up later. Maybe as you said when you're a kid, I, as you said when you're a kid, I can't wait to be an adult because then I can go to bed whenever I want to. Sleep is for the weekend. <laughs> How am I supposed to get five hours of gaming in? <laughs> work and other social responsibilities I know. I know that's why you just don't make friends and talk to people no. <laughs> it only sucks when you get into online gaming then you need people yes the catch 22 I play this game, we, both but... we both sworn off that kind of uh, <laughs> drug yeah at for least, now <laughs> at least for a little bit so um, it's a question for you. Mm -hmm. Um, what does a burnt pizza, a pregnant woman, and a frozen beer have in common? Uh, something was left in too long. <laughs> they have a dumbass that doesn't know how to pull out on time. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I got that chuckle off the uh Instagrams. I had That's a good I, chuckle, I like that. It was pretty funny. I was like it's clever. Stupid guy humor, but clever enough. Most humor according to at least according to my wife, most guy humor is stupid. That's fair. I agree with that. She's not wrong. So uh I'm gonna tell you, Sean, a life pro tip as you're going to start attending hockey games in the future more <laughs> quack if, quack 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 <laughs> <laughs> if you want to pick yourself up a pretty decent uh flyers jersey and not necessarily have to represent a player oh yeah go to the team store and see at least they because they have them at the kings i can't yeah. imagine them the kings being the only team that does this and if they are they're financial fucking geniuses <laughs> but they have a section of player worn jerseys. Got you. 
so you can go and get the expensive ones where it's like, oh, you know, this player wore this jersey during games. And then it's like, has like a certificate, like a little thing in the back that shows like, oh yeah, this player wore this jersey. And then it had like the equipment manager, like mm -hmm. basically vouching for it. But they also sell the practice jerseys. Mm. And so it's just, you know, logo on it. But then, um, you know, they do scrimmages. So they have to differentiate between the scrimmage teams. Yeah. So for the Kings, at least, they had a gray one, yellow one, red one, uh, like a baby blue. And, gotcha. a purple. and dude, the material they're made out of yeah. is the stuff that, you know, it's the stuff the players wear. It's not the chintzy bullshit that, you know, they try to sell at the NHL shop yeah. for $250 <laughs> as being authentic quote unquote yeah. yeah um it's like it's a night it's a little bit bigger but the sleeves aren't as long that's the other thing too like you go to the you get the ones from the players the for the plebes mm -hmm. the peasants yeah the bigger you go like you look like a little kid with the arms hanging out yeah Fair but the, this one uh and it, the kings were selling them for 115 bucks that's not too bad i'll have to look to see if the ducks have one you mean the flyers <laughs> The the, the the flyer ducks of Philadelphia. <laughs> um, so I've already I've already told people. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to the the Ducks Flyers game this Saturday, uh, which you guys will hear about next week um, after we record. But I'll probably already be at the game before you hear this episode. So, but I've already told people that I'm voting for the Ducks at work. So, <laughs> so did you hear about the guy? He's a sportscaster, and after the uh, Phillies lost Game Six, he said that he would quit his job if they lost Game Seven. Nice. Did he? Did and, he quit? Uh, I haven't seen if he has or not, but knowing uh, white men, he's probably going to figure out a way to back out of that deal. He's a pussy. He is. <laughs> they should just. They should just be like, "All right, we're hired. We already hired your replacement because you said you quit. <laughs> you put in your uh, notice. <laughs> we can't. Uh, we can't bring you back because we don't want to have anybody with uh, a lack of integrity working for our station." Exactly. Exactly. They were interviewing people after Game Seven, and they were like, just yelling at the camera, <laughs> "Fuck this team! This team's terrible." <laughs> I do love how they uh, always show the obligatory city workers walking around like assholes having to grease up the fucking poles. Yeah. <laughs> grease it up. Grease it up. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking about California things, not that it's from California, but I did buy it in California. So um, I picked up another bottle while I was on vacation. This one's not... This one's probably just more harder to find, but it's not anything too special. But this is Eagle Rare, not Rare Eagle, oh. as I like to call it. I forgot. You should have told me. <laughs> I have nothing at Eagle Rare, but my Glen Clarence already taken up by something classy and trashy. <laughs> well, you can just do two shots. Go pour yourself out some. Um, yeah, so this is my first time having Eagle Rare. For those that don't know what Eagle Rare is, it's basically, all it is at the end of the day, it is, um, Buffalo Trace, uh, bourbon, um, aged for 10 years instead of four years. So, uh, this bottle is just harder to find. It, 
it doesn't really have a crazy price cap on it. I think I think I bought it at Albertsons for like fifty five, fifty seven. So, dude, I miss the good old days yeah. when Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare both just sat on the shelf at grocery stores, and Buffalo Trace was regular price nineteen ninety nine, and you can get it on sale for sixteen ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine, and Eagle Rare. <laughs> Yeah. Was $29.99. Oh my god. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. So I do have a drink, but I also do have a shot, so that way I could uh, give it a go. So I guess I'm having three ounces of bourbon this afternoon. <laughs> Luckily, I ate a lot of food, so I shouldn't get as... Uh... I'm toasty as you were last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last week I was just like, "Woo, <laughs> hello!" Um, you're going full, full Tina. Exactly. Oh, uh, by the way, um, friend of the show, Solid Snack, asked if if you would like to be uh, addressed as Host Sama. Host Sama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am now Host Sama. <laughs> so this, uh. So Eagle Wear is 90 proof, 45% ABV for those that can't keep uh, track of what the fuck proof is, uh, just like me. Um, so should... It's not like the metric system. You just double or half, <laughs> depending on which way you're going. I'll try it. I'll try to keep that in mind. It smells really good. It just, it just smells like a really good plain bourbon. Like nothing crazy, just... Mm. Like I mean, it has the same mash bill as Buffalo Trace, but just aged longer. I think yeah. Buffalo Trace is four years. Correct. And Eagle Rare is ten. Yes. Like I just want to put this. I just want to add some maple syrup on this and then eat some pancakes. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Might have to make my own <laughs> maple syrup. <laughs> Oh, dude. That's easy. As You know, there's so many people that apparently claim the quote-unquote neck pour is the roughest pour. The neck pour is the roughest. But, you know, being the classy gentleman that I am, you know, I'm going Sean's uh, No Glass Mafia. Yeah. Straight, straight doming the bottle of Eagle Rare. <laughs> Use that lip, boy. <laughs> oh, man. That is pretty smooth. Oh man, man, that is that is so easy. It's so beautiful. I don't know. Maybe it's just I think the Stockholm syndrome is just working a lot better now. I mean, I can't identify like the 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 tobacco and the vanilla and the all that with, but also I again just you know shot it out, shotgun it out of the bottle. I think maybe I need to let it aerate for ten or twelve minutes. See, I did that. Theory. Yeah, um, I made sure when I got home, um, I poured, I poured an ounce into the shot glass so that way it could just kind of sit and aerate for a little bit um, before we got onto the, uh, onto the show. Um, so I did find a a. It is fall season, Danny. So with fall season, we have to at least have some kind of pumpkin, spice flavoring in our drinks <laughs> so i have a maple what is it a 
I forget if it's a smash or old fashioned. Everything is just too uh too complicated at this point for me to remember. You, I think I think the smash would be if you put like pumpkin and muddled pumpkin into the drink. I think you need the fruit puree or fruit chunks for it to be a smash. That... Old fashioned would be if you did the essence of or the liquid from so it is uh the recipe saying it's a maple pumpkin bourbon smash but i put the you basically put the um the uh you put the uh use uh brown sugar coconut sugar maple syrup um water pumpkin puree and then uh pumpkin pie spice into um, a small pot and you heat that up and let it simmer for about five minutes and then you let it cool down um, and basically it gives you enough to make a lot a couple drinks um, so I made one drink after it cooled down and then I leave and then I put the rest like in a little mason jar in the fridge but it's what I really like about it is that it's all it is is one and a half ounces of this pumpkin syrup and two ounces of bourbon shake that shit and you're good if you want to be fucking fancy I to me, I don't think it really needs it. I like it as is, but it does ask to use um, club soda to taste for some bubbles. If that's your thing, obviously, don't fucking shake the uh, <laughs> the club soda in the uh, in the <laughs> in the mixer. But this has been a really good um, uh, good drink that I've really enjoyed. So, oh man, I I, I think usually I have this gone already so the the big ice cube is starting to melt it down a little bit um with it but uh i really like the maple syrup with the pumpkin in it um and it's just sweet enough to play with the bourbon so you're not getting like you know for those that don't want to drink bourbon <laughs> straight <laughs> but you want to have that beautiful bourbon flavor it does it does a really good job and always you could always uh if it's too pumpkiny or too you know too spice for you do like an ounce of the syrup instead to the two ounces that's the thing that's the nice thing about cocktails you could always like gently rub the recipe one way or another if you want it more for spirit forward or uh you know or flavor forward i don't know what the what the term for is that for that is but right that's what i think i've really liked about kind of getting into more cocktails is being able to customize it to my preference um more uh more than just kind of follow the recipe the first drink is always the base recipe and then i always go after the second time it's always you know adding a little bit more bourbon or you know or deciding to cut more on the uh on the syrups or something like that so. right I, and i generally do the same thing when i try a new recipe as far as cooking too you know because they have their way it's supposed to taste and then you can decide if you want it to be uh more like spicy or whatever mm -hmm. to your own tastes as you uh progress yeah, and I don't really care for the extra minerals in club soda, so I found that doing um, just seltzer water, plain bubble water, is a lot better, in my preference, um, for cocktails that re that do require it. Because I know, like, the uh, Collins is basically a whiskey sour with club soda, so, like, it definitely, if you want to make your drink 
uh, last a little longer with more liquid. <laughs> you can add those bubbles in to get that in there. But it it wasn't bad with the bubbles. I just, I think, I like the just syrup and bourbon just as is. I don't need to add more. <laughs> I don't need to water it down anymore. <laughs> right. I always like whenever, uh, you know, the bar people and bartenders on Instagram make fun of the asshole customers in different various ways, whether it's, you know, how they order or try to get their attention or, you know, do their quote unquote life pro tips. Um, but the one I like is whenever they always want them to make the drink, but with less ice. And so then they add more mixer in and they're like, no, no, you're supposed to be put more alcohol in there. And it's like, uh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> That's not how it works, bud. Yeah. Asking for, it's not like it's a soda or something and you ask for less ice and you get more soda. You're not going to get more bourbon because you ask for less ice. <laughs> nope. Recipes two ounces. That's all you're getting, bud. <laughs> right. Or um, making fun, like the people that go to places and get a cocktail and they take the ice out and it's like, why is my drink almost empty? They're ripping me off. And it's like, no, the standard drink is two ounces of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter how much ice we put in. It's just the only thing the ice does is change the size of the glass. Is that a regulation for mixed cocktails? Is there any like... It's it seems to be, if not like officially a reg regulation, maybe the bar industry is regulating themselves before they get regulated. Yeah. But uh, it just seems to be the standard recipe. Yeah. I was just curious. I've, I've never even thought about that until we talked about it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it might be a, a, a regulation, kind of like how, uh, but then again, every state has its different laws. So it would be weird if it was a federal regulation. Mm -hmm. because it's but it seems to be across the board kind of like how most breweries um if you order a higher abv beer yeah they give you like a eight ounce glass or a 10 ounce glass yeah true true what about unless you? you have breweries that don't know what place well, i was gonna say unless you have places that serve beer and don't know what they're doing and they're giving you you know 12 percent you know d uh, oh, doubled my. ipa in a pint glass Oh my God, this reminds me of a funny story. Uh, my, so my girlfriend went to a bachelorette party in Put-in-Bay, Ohio. So basically, if you, if from Toledo, if you go to Lake Erie from Toledo, there's like a cut, there's two different um, ferries that you could take and you go to an island. And it's basically like a downtown area. Like basically everybody's just walking around with drinks and having to, Having a good old time. So, but the, uh, the, uh, the hotel was like understaffed, like in the morning. And like he, this guy was trying to do cocktails and do like, you know, check out people <laughs> from the hotel. Yeah. And he's, he's, they're just like, and so they were asking for Bloody Marys. He's like, I don't even really know how to make this, but here, here's, here's everything. And then he's like, and then here's four, like, and then he get and like, how many shots of vodka do you want? And then charge them the, uh, the vodka shots based off that. Didn't give away the bottle. He's smart enough to not do that. But like poured like how many drinks they wanted and got, and like poured it out. So that way they're like, oh, we all want two drinks each. And was like, okay, here's six shots. And then took the bottle with them, but left the tomato juice, the, the all the other, the yeah, all the fixings. So they just made their own, um, <laughs> Bloody Marys at the bar. It's it's a funny story. Yeah, I mean, like you said, at least he was smart enough not to, you know, it wasn't bottle service. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, so you're you're drinking something you brought back from vacation from California. So I'm bringing back. I'm drinking two things actually that I brought back from our trip to Vegas. Yeah. So I had seen this on the social meds, and I was like, I need to find it. And then talking to uh, apparently talking to Kim at La Bodega, and I told her I had picked this up, and she was like, Oh. I've had so many people come in and ask me about it, but the owner didn't think it would sell, so he didn't order any. But I guess he got annoyed by people asking about it. Yeah. And so he told me that they're gonna pre like order some, but it's not gonna come in for a little while. And I'm like, well, but at that point, the social media interest is gonna fucking disappear. Yep. Too late. You gotta jump on the fad. Gotta be. Yes. And you gotta be in tune with Instagram. Unless, unless I'm a true influencer and everyone just rolls up to La Bodega. Hey, I heard about this shitty podcast they're talking about this drink and i want to try it too because i'm white trash also <laughs> make sure you pick up a bottle of bourbon so you can make a pumpkin maple pumpkin <laughs> bourbon smashes yes and so what it is is moon it's a sipping cream moonshine collaboration from the appalachian liquor company with ego waffle ego brunch in a jar so it's waffles and syrup cream liqueur which I saw a guy, he makes drinks. My wife saw it as well. But he made a drink with like blueberry liqueur and he added a maple uh, bourbon. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, you don't need to add maple syrup. It's already got it in there. But I guess he wanted it extra maple-y. Nothing wrong with extra maple-y. Chug it, chug it. Oh, man. Dude, this... It does taste... Like you're drinking an Eggo waffle. <laughs> that, whatever that vanilla, cinnamony, whatever they put in the Eggo, mm -hmm. it's got just enough syrup. It even almost has like a buttery quality to it. I, had, I was kind of planning on driving down to a Solaris today because I can go pick up my membership beers, my fourth quarter beers. Hey, oh. Um, you want to go sit in traffic? I <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to do a little little science experiment. I'm going to just add a, I'm going to cut, cut this down because it's a little thick. Add a little bit of this eagle rare to it. Pass it up. You'll like it thick. That's a nice cabinet of liquor you have. Oh yeah, and it's plus this. Plus, that... oh, there's the Blattens. Two bottles of Blattens on top up there. Oh, that's what we didn't do. We didn't go to your house and get fucking shit faced off bourbon tastings, like real right. hipsters. And then we could have invited friend of the show Solid Snack along, and we could have all just fucking did back in the old days and just played uh, Left for Dead too. Oh my god. Ate shitty Mexican food and got blasted. Yeah, dude, it's been so long since I played. Uh, we played Left for Dead. Or uh, the other option is uh, you come over, eat some shitty Mexican food, we get blasted, and we buy a box of Magic the Gathering cards and play draft. Oh my god, is uh, the Solid Snack play uh, Magic? He will if he comes over and wants to drink with us. <laughs> I will oh, wreck you. Oh my god, I. Dude. Did we tell it? Okay. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know if we've ever told the story. We may have told the story on the on this like a long time ago. But for solid snack, we went to we went to a fucking. I don't. Were you there, Danny, or was it with? Uh, I just went with Nate and Rob. Uh, we went to it like a sealed been. tournament or something. Uh, it might have been with Nate and Rob. So we went to a sealed tournament and like, like, I just pulled like, whatever shit cards nothing like amazing or anything and i ended up playing something i played like a white red deck right i'm just 
you know, I'm just there, thrill of the chase, you know? I'm just like, I barely do this. I'm like, I was like, this is the best chance for me to win because I don't have to buy a deck or anything. Like, we're all just going to get fucked on cards. Everybody's thinking, everybody's thinking uh, the same footing. Yep, yep. I think it was sealed because I think they just gave us all packs. Uh, yeah. And it was just like, and so I ended up adding to my deck because I knew it was sealed and people would get too crazy and run too many colors. I ended up getting that uh, card that destroys lands. And I oh. fucking mana blocked this fucking tryhard. And he was trying, he was telling everybody, nobody plays this card. Why would I play this card? And I was like, because it's a sealed tournament and people are fucking dumb and play too many, uh, too many colors. And I, I, uh, ended up beating this guy and he was so mad. And all, and all I did was just, he was struggling to get the, um, to get a color and he finally got one and I just immediately destroyed it. So he, and he just ended up just taking damage after damage because everything in his hand, he needed like that color and he just had a forehand <laughs> and I just knocked him out. <laughs> I love it. That was one of the things I miss about playing Magic is because I would always just put together some budget janky deck and not, I wouldn't win a lot, but when I did win, just the amount of frustration and anger coming from the other side of the guys, like, especially the ones that were trying to make it to the next level. Yeah. Trying to go pro tour. I was like, dude, you just lost my shitty deck. Aw, sucks for you. Yeah, it sounds like you have bad luck because you should have won in five ga in five rounds anyway. So, go fuck yes. yourself. <laughs> uh, that's uh, my then... that's my favorite magic story that I have in my old yeah. days. Yeah, mine was when the guy, uh, his buddy, his group wasn't all there, and so one of the guys, he was the only one basically from the group of guys trying to go to the pro tour qualifying tournament. And uh, right after the match, the guy called him up. Like he would, call, his friends would call him up basically every so often to get updates. Mm -hmm. And so his buddy called him up right after I beat him. He was literally still sitting across from me, and it's like, I can't believe I lost to a shitty deck. He's like, he was playing this card, like these cards. Who the fuck plays these cards? Or I would beat them, and they like, why are you playing this card? You should play this card instead. Um, why are you giving me advice? I beat you. <laughs> Grub. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, man, so that is the one thing I hate about magic though. It's literally like it's all about it's all about that deck. So it it is fun to play sealed though, I will say. Like if somebody was like, yo, I have a brand new box, let's play some sealed, I'd be like, Alright, like fuck it, why not? Like it's gonna be it'll be fun. You gotta you got, you're gonna everybody's gonna play some janky ass deck. <laughs> Dude. I love those days, like like you know, especially when uh, Nick would come over from the adventure, yeah, guild, yeah, and the three of us would play. Yeah, that was good times. Oh, uh, but the other thing I'm drinking, Sean, is this was supposed we were supposed to. I bought this for us to record uh, drink together on the episode we recorded in Vegas, but we were too busy drinking other things to drink this <laughs> abomination, a possible abomination. <laughs> so I, when we were at Beer Zombies, I was kind of looking through their. Uh, cans of either drink on site or to go again i forgot i was in vegas and i'm like is this on site only or is this to go because some places have weird rules and then i'm like oh wait this is vegas i can fucking drink this on the way to my car <laughs> <laughs> um 
So this is from Jester King Brewing in Texas. Mm -hmm. They have a goat farm, and they had some crazy lady go after them trying to talk about how they were satanic because they had baby goats and stuff on the farm. And What? You know. What? Yes. And and so the fans of Jester King kind of went after her mm -hmm. on social on social media and stuff. And they were even just – it got to the point where even Jester King was like, look, just leave her alone, all right? Like, she's not really hurting us. Like, her standing out across from us, like, across the street from us, holding a sign saying that we're evil doesn't hurt us. Yeah. Um, You guys going and attacking her on social media is not cool, and it makes us look bad. And she quite possibly has a, a mental illness. It's not cool to fuck with people with mental disabilities. <laughs> you know? You almost is. Oh, uh, like, that's great. Just leave her be, and maybe she'll go away. <laughs> but this is a, it's called Snorkel. With the two, with the umlauts over the O, so a snarkel like Motley Crue. Uh, but it is a farmhouse ale brewed with smoked sea salt and oyster mushrooms. Oh. Okay, that's. It's not like it's mushroomy, but it's definitely uh. It definitely gets the salt. It's like a gosa. Yeah. Like they turned a farmhouse ale into a gosa. <laughs> and i don't get any i don't know if the mushrooms are there for texture for what but it's not like i'm probably you know, like the earthiness to like maybe yeah bring it back down because i know like um forgotten boardwalk they do a couple sours but they use oyster in it and it and obviously that's the salt kind of the salt piece to it um yes. like it doesn't taste oystery but it tastes salty you know what I mean? So right. like that's I've like had, I've had oyster stouts yeah. that do that. Mm hmm But um yeah, that's interesting. This is really good. I think you would have liked this too. You're a fan of the ghosties. I am. I love it when they're not jacked up on sugar. <laughs> no, dude, this is this is like straight, salty, pure ghostness. Ooh. Pure ghosty. Oh yeah. Ghosty, ghosty, this is ghosty. Yeah, this is pretty good. I'm definitely not going to be able to be up to driving down to uh, Marietta. I guess I guess I'll have to go this weekend. Is it time to go to Vegas again? Uh, I wish. <laughs> As a, is it? It's not vandals. I think it's the gutter mouth. Yeah, it's like I really miss. I got to go back to Vegas soon. I really miss all those friendly peoples and the wonderful casinos. <laughs> dude, yeah, dude, I cannot believe how cool Art District is. It's such a cool vibe. I didn't even feel it like we really, were in Vegas. No. Like, it could have been anywhere, basically. Like, yeah. it had none of the Vegas uh, fucking sh shininess. Uh, the only thing that made it feel Vegasy was, like, a couple people were just walking down the street drinking, and everything was open. Pretty, some, a lot of the, everything was pretty much open later than normal out here. Than out here, at least, for breweries. Yeah, that's, that's true. But that's not a bad thing. I'm okay with that. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, speaking of breweries being opened, where uh, the location where Thompson's Brewing started before they moved, which they handed the reins over to Route Thirty. Yep. And then Route Thirty, they you know they opened their downtown spot, and they're building a spot in Corona, but that spot is still being built and isn't supposed to open until next year. Yeah. Um, but they ended up also taking over Wicks former location and i guess apparently 
the owner of Wix, at least his dad called up the owners of Route 30 and was like, hey, he's going to sell. Um, do you guys want to buy it? Yeah. And they were kind of, um, they're like literally two days after they announced the opening of the Corona location. E. And so, uh, but they bought it. And apparently the other brewery, there was a couple other breweries that was interested in the spot. Yeah. From the word I was given, including uh, Hangar 24. Interesting. Is because did oh question we gotta stop the show real quick. Hangar twenty four. Did they get back on track? Because I feel like the last time I had Hangar twenty four and stuff, I just felt disappointed. Like it felt like it was gone. Like the magic was gone. Well, they did. Um, it was probably about when the time when they their uh, brewer at the time moved on to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if they've gotten necessarily better. I haven't had one of their beers for a while. Oh, dude, I dude, I remember. Why is this such like a weird memory trip episode? I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. Fuck it. It's probably the bourbon. Um, <laughs> dude, we dude back in the day, dude, we went to Hangar Twenty Four all the fucking time. Like it was like a journey. It was like get in the shitty car. We're going to a brewery, guys. <laughs> I remember when they first opened, and you went out there, and you went past everything like i would tell people you go out for redlands until you hear the banjos and you just keep driving <laughs> and then the couple then after a while we went out there and they put in the sock they put they actually put in things there was houses and then the soccer park and mm-hmm. but it was weird for a while there was nothing out Dude, there yeah people were like where the fuck are we going i'm like we're going to a brewery guys like wow dude that was like yeah <laughs> i think i think that's like legit legit the first brewery i think i went to ever probably i think so has a special place in the heart now i know where i gotta add that to the list of california things to do so when uh when so when i uh when when i bring deidre out because i never took her i never took her to hangar 24 so now i I gotta take her they gotta add that to the list yeah especially if they might not be in that location for a while much longer oh you think they're gonna leave redlands from from what I was told was the guy that somebody knew bought the property. Yeah. And either he does not want them there or he's just being a general asshole to them and they want out. And the current owner, the owner lives relatively close to the Riverside area. So he wanted to move the brewery out here anyways, because it's closer to home. So that's why he wanted the Wix spot. I feel like Wix is too small though. Unless like Hangar 24 just lost a lot of its win. No, they, I mean, they had, they didn't really have that big of an inside area. They had the patio area, and Wix, I don't know if they took it down post COVID mm-hmm. restriction lockdown, but they did have a decent patio area open. Yeah, when they had like basically outdoor seating was the only options, but yeah. they made it look pretty nice, like more permanent than other uh, places. I did. guess so. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but anyways, there's a new brewery right there in this in that little tiny strip mall called it was just opened up a couple weeks ago called mm. carbon nation okay two words get it it's a pun like beer is carbonated yeah but it's carbon nation and so i went there the opening weekend and i had a couple beers there i had their uh white russian stout i had um a blonde mm-hmm. and something else uh, oh the mexican lager that's what it was I always forget about that with lime yeah. and sea salt and then i saw that they had added a, you know to their beer menu since they opened. So I went back last night to give it a more uh, comprehensive review. 
Yeah. Um, and they had a Maybach and a Pilsner. And apparently, you know, much to the detriment of beer nerds, you know, five, ten years ago, complaining about this style being new and hoping it would go away. It's not. Their most popular, most, at least their biggest selling item right now is their uh, Hazy IPA. Yeah. Which, I guess, if it makes them feel better, their West Coast IPA is second. But um, talk to the owner, the brewer on the opening weekend, and, you know, they're all there. And then went back last night. And I was talking the dude there. I'm like, he kind of looks familiar. And talking and stuff, and he was, he mentioned how he also worked for Route 30. And so when people come in, they're confused because they thought Route 30 wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, it doesn't help that I've worked with. I worked there for pretty much the whole time that they were here. And I'm like, that's <laughs> where I fucking know him from. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> it's like uh, I would. They have a beer fridge there. You know, their to go beer fridge where they have their. Can't, and also soda cans and bottled water and stuff. Um, a bunch of stickers were on the side, and I went to put one of our stickers on there. <laughs> and there was already one of our stickers on there from the time when you I took you to Route 30. And we put the sticker on the side of the thing. Yeah. Because uh, they basically, the owners of Route 30 left their fridge there when they, they <laughs> and it's part of the first sale of the brewery. So I'm... So far, that brewery is two for two as far as successful expansions. That's good, man. With, uh, with, with Thompson's uh, having their little family restaurant and stuff that has been voted number one for multiple different things in the newspapers. Like they yeah. were voted best uh, burger in Riverside, or at least the Inland Empire. I do want to go. Or I do, yeah, I definitely want to. I want to go back there. Um. And, and their beers have gotten better, too, being open longer. And they also brought in an outside guy to help. He, Ironically enough, the brewery that he worked at before, uh, he went to Thompson's. Yeah, Route 30. Hangar 24. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I was close. I was, on the, so I was almost there. So close. So close. Almost there. Almost there. Hey, so, But, yeah, so Carbonation, um, as of right now, they're closed on Tuesdays. Like originally they were closed Monday and Tuesday, but then uh, what the guy that worked there was like, um, you know, Monday night football's on and people want to drink beer and watch football. True. So true. Um, so now they're talk- talking about opening up on Tuesdays. Um, they're open, you know, evening, kind of the same hours as Thompson's. They don't open till like three. Yeah. But dude, all the beers I had were all good, especially yeah. shockingly good for a brewery that's brand new. Um, <laughs> one of their, they had a red, um, it was really good, and the main reason that it was really good is because the brewer, their head brewer, had won a homebrew contest when Route 30 was there, mm-hmm. and that was the brewer that he made, that Route 30 put on tap, and he basically just kept his recipe, and uh, hey, he's man. like, my beer, bitch. It's, <laughs> my, it's my beer, bitch. So I was reading this thing on Reddit, and mm-hmm. of course, you know, the comments were going both ways, and it was hilarious, but there's a uh, airline company in Europe that's offering planes mm-hmm. with adult only options. Oh my god, I love it! I love Especially, it. I don't know if you've seen the video that popped up on Reddit. It was a red eye flight, and they started like they're kind of in the middle of the plane, and they started at the back of the plane, and you could see a light coming from the front, but in the back, everybody had their lights off, and everyone was like basically trying to sleep. They yep. panned, they panned. Everyone was trying to sleep, 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 sleep until you get to the front. And there was like a, a, a guy and a girl lady 
on each side with a kid looking about six-ish, sitting up, looking over the back of the seat with this fucking monstrosity of this unicorn hat thing that, like, you know, you push the things and the ears flop, but yeah. it fucking, like, lit up like it was a fucking disco ball. Like a disco night. And it's like, dude, fucking Weird. have your fucking rave-ass kids sit down so <laughs> that's not, like, projecting across the whole fucking plane. Yeah. And the dad kind of glanced over at the person filming, and I couldn't really tell if the look was, uh, what the fuck is your problem, or welcome to my fucking hell, too. <laughs> Let's go with the second one. <laughs> yeah, because I had seen, earlier this year, I had seen an article somebody posted on Reddit about people complaining that uh, people, uh, couples that don't have children or people that don't have children shouldn't vacation during the summer because... Uh, Part of it was because it's hard for them to, you know, every, the prices are up because everyone wants to vacation, even though that's the only time when people and kids can vacation because of school and stuff. Yeah. Which I call bullshit, because if you go to Disneyland during any time of the year, that place is fucking calling the kids. <laughs> right? Fucking right. Um, yeah, this is why I got to go to fucking Disney Princess Night so I can fuck go to fucking Disneyland and avoid, avoid lines. <laughs> oh, Jody said she's down to roll if you come out here. We'll pick up your tickets if you come out here, and then you can we'll figure out the recompensation at some point. Awesome sauce. Um, but then, but they're all. But the other thing, but the main point of their complaint was that if they were on a plane of families that all had kids, yeah, then they could basically let their kids act like assholes on the plane, and people wouldn't complain about it. They're like, yeah, if my kid wants to run up and down the aisle of the plane, it's the people without kids that are complaining. I doubt that. And I just, I just picture like the hell of being that fucking stewardess if you have to deal with like. A ass load of kids that are just fucking running up and down the aisle into each other and crying. Yeah, I would I would quit and jump out of the plane right there. <laughs> I saw a restaurant that they added on their thing. They added a charge for uh, disruptive or extra messy kids. Which if you've ever eaten at a, at a restaurant after a family left and you just look like fucking, they just dumped their full plates under the table instead mm -hmm. of eating them. Yes. <laughs> That's oh. too funny. So I watched the Disney new remake. I don't know, uh, the Haunted Mansion finally showed up on the Disney Plus app. Okay, nice. With Owen, Owen Wilson and other people. I can't remember <laughs> her name. She was in uh, Clerks. She married Dante and died. Uh, Rosario Dawson. Gotcha. She's also, I was going to say, she's also Ahsoka. Um, yeah. And there's a few other people. But this is definitely, I'm going to say probably, the, definitely the best movie that they've made that has anything to do with a ride. And that's because they didn't try to make it the ride. Yeah. Even, even the Jungle Book was, the Jungle Cruise movie was good because they did the same thing where it's like, they added the seasoning of the ride. Yeah. Like there's a point where the ghosts want to throw out, they bring in a spirit, like a medium. Yeah. And the ghosts want to throw her out. So they bring a chair, they, like they have a chair come and fucking just scoop her up and take her out. But the chair looks like the fucking ride with the little arched back and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't, but, but then once that they do that scene, then they never bring that up again. You know, it's not like they try to shoehorn it in. Yeah. But it definitely shows up where it's like, oh, I get that reference. You know? <laughs> um, the ghosts are there. Um, they do a really good backstory of, why the evil ghost is evil yeah um they do a really good job of casting jared leto and not letting you know that it is jared leto like not letting him go full uh 
Suicide Squad Joker. <laughs> um, it is a lot scarier than my wife expected it to be. Oh, really? Because <laughs> there, there's a scene they they fucking got her good. There's a scene where uh, they come across like the story is like the ghost guy when he was alive. He basically killed all these people. Yeah. But they could never find the bodies. Yeah. And you know, like on the ride, it's like there's 999, but we have room for one more. And so they have a full explanation as to why that's a thing. But there's a point where he they go into under his house mm. and they find all the tombstones of all the bodies. And sure enough, like the outside the ride where they have all the tombstones with the witty sayings. Yeah. So my wife's leaning into the television, um, trying to read the tombstones, having me pause it and stuff. And so I'm playing and then they pick something up and there was a fucking fat ass spider under the thing they picked up. <laughs> Scream so loud. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, if you have Disney Plus or even Redbox, I would Redbox it. It's it's worth watching. Um it's not full like horror movie scary, but it definitely isn't lightweight Disney fair either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh but you you uh probably have gotten further on this game than I have, Sean. <laughs> I ended up uh I ended up switching over. I don't know. I I used the excuse that uh, my girlfriend was done playing Dragon Age and she was ready to play uh, Forbidden the Forbidden West expansion pack. So I used it as an excuse to leave Boulder's Gate and jump into Starfield. Um, I know you talked about Starfield a few weeks ago. So um, I, I am playing on Xbox Games Pass. So I paid for the game but i didn't really pay for the game whatever yeah same thing yes yeah um i um where is i going with this i had low expectations for this game only because i know i never cared too much for any of the fallout games from a story content i you know i the gameplay I thought was fine. I have I never hated the gameplay or the graphics or anything. I just never could get into the story. Like I wanted to because I like I like a lot of the 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 um, elements that it brings. It's interesting when people like talk about it, but like when I actually play the game, I just can't get into it. Like I barely beat Fallout Three. I didn't fish finish fallout new vegas i didn't finish and i get it for anybody that's hardcore fallout new vegas wasn't made by bethesda maybe i don't care i didn't finish it um fallout 4 didn't finish it so i was kind of like i i heard a lot of good things i heard mick the not great things but i've heard you know the mixed rumors on both sides so i was like all right i'm gonna play it like the story's gonna be meh but the gameplay will probably be pretty fun to play. And so far, that is exactly what I got. I got a game that the uh, the main story is kind of whatever. Um, not anything groundbreaking or anything. Still kind of early, so who knows? We'll see what happens. But uh, based off how Bethesda plays, and just like Skyrim, the main story was eh, there. Um I was like, okay, so so far that part is okay. 
um side story the a lot of the side uh stories generally the same um nothing too crazy fetch quests and stuff really like the weapon play um the weapons feel really fun to play with and i like the uh the range um i like that you can look for resources and upgrade perks and the skills on your guns i thought i think that's pretty cool um I'm not seeing a lot of special guns out there, uh, but obviously I'm still early in the game, but I don't feel like you get, like, you know how Borderlands, like, you would get, like, a super ultra rare gun and it yes. felt like it? I haven't gotten that yet out of Starfield. I feel like I get a blue gun and I could easily customize a regular gun of the same gun to that level. Like, I could build a blue gun. So I've not seen anything higher than blue as far as guns go. Um, so that piece gives me wanting more. Uh, the I ended up doing one of the special missions because I was through the I was talking to somebody and he said there's a way to get a cool free ship and I was and I was like okay and I was like I had a general knowledge of what to do but not enough to spoil it and I was like all right I was just doing side quests anyways because I just wanted to play the game like that was the I felt like I couldn't like for a little while I couldn't do really what I wanted to one I think I thought it was more story locked and two your ship kind of is just a piece of shit that can't jump across like the whole universe and so i had to figure out that you had to do like part you had to like uh fast travel to like m planets that are closer to make your way all the way out to the far reaches of the uh solar system so i was able to figure it out um it was a fun challenge uh i thought i really liked that piece uh i have like one follower that's annoying so I'm kind of bummed out because I, I want to get rid of her, but, you know, I want a companion to help me fight shit <laughs> and carry <Yeah>. my loot. <laughs> Most importantly, I, mean, I want them to be a pack mule um, and carry my shit. A, a bullet sponging, need a bullet sponging pack mule. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Shoot her! Shoot her! Exactly. So I'm hoping that that improves. Again, some of this stuff is just I'm early in the game, so I don't expect to be able to get the great guns and all the characters in the first little bit of time. I haven't made a lot of progress on the main story because I've just been doing random side stuff um, and kind of trying to learn the game a little bit. Uh, but I, I generally like it. Like, is it game of the year? Fuck no. Fuck no. But it is a fun shooter game. Like... I don't think the story is, is as goofy and as funny as Outer Worlds, no. I don't think the story is as ridiculous, no. But, you know, the the space fighting is cool, whatever. I'll I'll probably be bored of that real quick. I like the I like the customization, how you have to pick certain skills to be good at, and then if you pick a skill, you have to level it up by doing the activity and not just you know leveling up overall and just clicking like and upgrading yourself so i think i think right. that's a pretty cool concept um i thought that was cool uh i ended up doing a um i did what was my uh what's the name of it basically was kind of like a uh 
bad guy kind of personality. So I have like, I could fly a ship. I could pick. I could pick locks. Like smooth talk, lady. Uh, no, I think it was just I could smooth talk and I could shoot a pistol and I could fly a ship. It was like scoundrel or some shit like that. I was like, this looks like the most you, you, you useful. I see with the full Han Solo. Uh, exactly. Route. Exactly. Um, lock picking is pretty easy, and it it's it's easy, but it is fun to do. I think it's a a little. I I've definitely messed up a few times, but um, that part's fun. I'm just I think I'm just having a good time. I don't know if it's because I didn't pay like the full price for the game, and I'm just playing it on Game Pass, so it's the level of expectation is different. But I would definitely say like I don't know if I would. I would, I'd play for it on Game Pass, or I would wait for a lower price and play it because I don't think it's a bad game. I really don't right now, uh, based off how much I played, and I've, I've gotten at least a good five six hours in at this point from playing last weekend and you know last night and stuff like that. I've gotten a good enough amount of time to just feel how it is mechanically, so I'm. I'm waiting. There's a couple questions I'm waiting on whether I'm sold or not. And again, it goes back to a couple of the things that, you know, um, because I'm early in game, I need to wait a little bit to make those decisions. But I definitely would give it a go. I don't, obviously, it's not Fallout. Don't go in there thinking it's Fallout. Don't be an idiot. Like we were the people that were uh, playing it for 200 hours and wondering why it, it wasn't a Fallout game because you're just a fucking idiot at that point. It's not a Fallout game. It's its own thing. Does it feel like Fallout a little bit? Maybe. But you don't have some of the other cop-outs um, that Fallout had. And the story is completely different. It's not... It doesn't even... The story doesn't even make sense how it would be tied to Fallout. So I would definitely, definitely give it a go, though. Right. It's like how if you buy a, a bunch... If you go through a band's discography, they all... There's a sound to it. It yeah. is similar, like Metallica was the first one that popped in head my head, where generally there's a, a Metallica sound, whether it's their thrash albums or their more like commercial success, like the Black Album. I mean, it doesn't go quite full um, Sane Anger with that shitty ass snare drum <laughs> as far as like being different than Fallout yeah. between the two. But there is definitely the way the character, the animation and the movement of the character some of the gunplay stuff is very it has that fallout feel mm-hmm. but it do, it doesn't go it's different like it's changed it's improved yeah because it's been how many years since the last fallout game Quite it a bit. wasn't 76 yeah it definitely feels a lot faster paced shooting like it feels like it feels like more like a shooter and not a fallout shooter right yeah they took fallout and made it uh, a shooter game <laughs> um, I didn't get as far as you, um, but I was reading something on Reddit that this guy was saying that he's played all the Fallout games and he went through and beat them, and then he, and then he went through and did all the mods. Mm-hmm. And he said this is the first time he went through and did the mod, cheated and did a mod before finishing the game. Yeah, because I guess there's a, a way you have to get perks or level something up by going to these temples mm-hmm. and doing a basic fetch quest for each of the temples. Gotcha. But he said there was like 250 of them. Yeah, I heard, yeah, I've heard something about that. That there's a part of the main quest that makes it very they they screwed up on that piece. 
where it's go and do this, go and do this, go and do this, fight a generic boss in this temple, mm-hmm. like basically cleanse the temple of this generic boss, yeah, and then earn a thing and then rinse and repeat 249 more times. Fuck that. I wonder if they, I don't know why they made it 240. I'm going to do it without with doing like one or two. I trust my guns. <laughs> yes. So I I think I'm about well, three or four hours and I'm not as far ahead as you, but yeah. uh, I've moved on already as well to something else. Well, I guess not already, but how you moved on from Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Uh, I'll be talking about that soon. I haven't Ooh. got enough time into it necessarily. To, Ooh, how spicy. Uh, but... So, did you watch any of My Happy Marriage, Sean? I watched the whole series in two days. Ah. I wish I wish you would have given me two days to watch the next after, the one we're talking about after. Cause, but, before we move on, what did you think of the show, Sean? Um, so, My Happy Marriage anime on Netflix, which was surprising. Um... I thought it was, I really, I really liked it. I, well, okay. Okay, I did like the anime overall. I do have some problems with the ending, but let's, let's dissect this a little bit. Um, So, main character, you know, sweet girl, ends up getting abused from her stepmom, stepsister, well, blah, blah, blah. Old Disney, old Disney, wicked stepmother. Exactly. Step, stepdaughter, like, the, the best, and... Basically destroys any memories of the original wife from the dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and then she gets like told that she's gonna go marry this guy, and rumor around town is he's a fucking asshole. He's cold hearted and all this, and obviously it's a love story and other things. So obviously, yes, he is cold, but. He's definitely not one of the coldest characters I've seen, and he does warm up to her pretty quick overall. Um, well, it feels like his coldness comes from the fact that I think most of the people that he's promised to marry mm-hmm. are fucking spoiled princesses and expect to be treated by him the way his their parents treated them, like, you know, yeah. fucking God's gift to, you know, vaginahood. <laughs> exactly. And he's just like, um, I'm too busy to fucking uh, pamper you like this. Like, I got I got a job to do. Yeah. Um, so it goes through the story, like, you know, they have, there's two mate. there's like, it felt like there was two story arcs, right? Maybe three, you could argue three, like the intro, falling in love, the issue with the family, and then the second other issue that you didn't really kind of think you see coming. Um, I thought she was a little bit too whiny and i didn't like how long it took for her to kind of stand her ground that's my that's like one of my only gripes is i thought that part of the story um lasted too long yeah they did too good of a job to show that she was uh, treated poorly by her family yes not even that piece but it was just like it just felt like so long and i thought like the second part the or like the last the the second half of the season i just felt didn't it wasn't as good as the first the first six episodes like seven through 12 not as good as one through six like i thought one through six was 
super good. I really liked it. Like I watched the first three episodes, and then on the first night and the second night, I like I killed I killed the season, the rest of the season. Um, but as I kind of like reflect on it, I'm just. I thought the first. I thought the first. I thought the first couple story arcs were a lot more interesting. I not that I didn't. I didn't hate the uh, last six episodes. I was glad to learn more about the story and the different things on why things happened the way they did. But I don't know. I thought she was. I didn't like. I didn't like how weak she was going into the uh, that that part. I thought the story was a little bit on the weaker side compared to the first um first set right and my my biggest complaint was it they they spent like 11 episodes setting it up almost even 11 and a half episodes setting up the final conflict and then it it, they almost went star trek on me (laughs) on you where you know it's like they like star trek was like an hour-long show in 50 minutes it's just them talking about shit talking about shit and then all of a sudden they're like oh there's 10 minutes left we better solve the problem yeah. That presented us to itself, itself to us at the beginning of the episode, and then they just almost like explain it away. It's like, oh, problem solved. Moved on to the next episode, uh, because it was like, like halfway through the episode, and finally, the final boss was revealed, and some st- couple things happened, and then it was over. And it's like, wait, wait, that's it? Yeah. I mean, and but even then, I'm still like, I don't regret watching it. It True. it felt like whoever made it was definitely a fan of the Ghibli movies. Yeah, and was definitely like wanted to make his uh, Ghibli uh, monument to his uh, inspiration. Yeah, yeah. No, I could see that. I could see that. It's pretty good though. I would definitely say it's definitely worth checking out. I like I said, it was uh, it was it was very interesting. I know we're probably nitpicking some stuff, but overall, really like the art. I thought the general theming was good. I really wanted to learn more about, I think, the... I, w- I really wanted to learn more about, like, the town and the history and the the history of, like, all these spiritual benders and stuff. I felt like it was way focused on the love story and i think there's a lot of stuff in there that was really good that could have also been told um so hopefully hopefully we get some cool conflict and maybe a second season and we get to go more into just the history of that universe more than anything yes i really i mean i don't know where it'll go but i am hoping that they made it seem like it could have ended there but also at the end there was a couple lines where it's like oh is there going to be a second season? Because they talked about, like, the future changing or something. You know, well, this changes the future or something like that. Yeah. This Ex- cha- you know, so. Exactly. I don't know if that was, like, well, we're wrapped up and no more to go or shit will get fucked up again. Yeah. True. Oh. Uh, but then the other one you told me when I, you know, hit you up about the show. And I had already, like, basically gone to the brewery and was there. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I got to get back so I can watch some more and then. I was partway through an episode and my wife came home and had to spill all the tea of some drama that happened at work. <laughs> uh, so I was only able to watch the first two episodes of The Saint's Magic Power is Omnipotent. Yes. And so far, I'm watching this, and unless you tell me otherwise, and I always forget to ask whenever you like 
because there's been a few times in the past where both of us have fucking suckered each other and it's like hey i'm watching this anime and then the other one watches it and they're like why the fuck did you tell me to watch this anime and it's like oh i never said to watch it i said i was watching it i watched it <laughs> so i forgot to ask you i'm like so did i should i at least start it or no um but yeah. so basically it's a isekai trash but with a female protagonist who doesn't die she get there's no truck coon she gets summoned and it's basically like the she comes in it's like hey when shit's about to go bad the saint appears with all the and then but there's two of them does the other saint make an appearance or is she kind of cuz that so far it's been a thing of like oh well i guess the other one is doing other things whenever it's a couple times it's ever been remotely brought up mm -hmm. Does she no. show up? Yeah, again? she makes her way back into it. Okay. Um, but the main character seems likable. She's a little like anybody else. Like she shows up and she's like, they're protecting her because she's, you know, supposed to be the savior of the land. And she's like, Can I just fucking go outside for a walk? And they're like, uh, we'll send it with all the guards. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I ended up I watched this anime on the way to las vegas that's why i uh added it to on here i have not started season two season two started this season um uh, coming out so if you do like it you could go through and watch it um i generally felt it was more of a love story more than anything else um, okay i was yeah. wondering i'm wondering how that would play heavily because the last episode that I watched ended with the random girl she met at the library. Like, oh, you're the girl they're talking about. I've heard rumors of, again, repeating the theme, the ice king, the ice-hearted knight, his heart melting over some damsel. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think it's like middle of the road, 7 out of 10-ish, C plus, or not, C grade. Um, I can't even... I know they they just do some like adventuring and stuff towards the back half. There's uh they kind of overcome the major conflict between the two saints, so you get closure on that piece. Um, like the general premise of what's going on in the land isn't resolved after the first season so hence there's a second season and there's more stuff there's more of the you know monsters and stuff to deal with for that piece but it does like go into um the other saint and that whole story uh with her with the prince and all, a couple different things because i know she's like a super plant nerd and like wants to heal and stuff so uh I, that's that's one of the things I I like in Isekai animes where they actually have a reason for being kind of super powered um, in the new world of their scientific knowledge in their in the real in the Japan before they went to the fantasy world. Yeah. Versus just like oh, I just I'm just already smart. I'm already smarter than everybody, so I know magic better. <laughs> well, how does that make you smarter? Versus like the one where it was oh. The magic here is math based, and I was a, you know, math nerd in Japan. Nerd. You know? <laughs> uh, so I know math. I was like a math, you know, 
like a there was one where he was like a, a math scientist. I can't remember exactly what his job was, but it basically involved mathing a lot. And he was like super powerful in the science. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with the magic. Um so this one it's like she's like, Oh yeah, I fucking was a cook and cooked with herbs all the time. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, we make use them to make uh the spells. Yeah. And the potions, I mean. And they're like, she's like, Oh, and you can also cook with them, and they're like, What? What and I do like that. I do like that the Pikachu you know face. keeping with the the theme of the world that not only is her her spells more potent because of her uh, herbs knowledge but also uh, the food like a true uh, RPG gives buffs that she uses <laughs> with the herbs exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so not too shabby though not too shabby oh, did- an anime. I also started, uh, well, I guess I'm caught up. I don't know if the next episode came out, but of uh, Undead Unluck. Uh, it comes out on Fridays. Okay, so I'm caught up the first three episodes. Yeah, no, dude, this is a very heavy watch season. Like, there's too many animes. Oh, yes. I haven't even started all the ones that I want to watch, because I haven't started Goblin Slayer Season yeah. 2 yet, and the Berserk. I haven't started that one yet, either. The which one? Berserk? Uh, Berserker of Rage. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't watched that. Oh, I thought you had. Yeah, that's like one that comes up on the top 10 of every, all the uh, ones that I heard. That one's really good. Gotcha. Oh. Isn't that part oh, of yeah. just Berserker? Like, isn't it like a side story? I don't that? Think, or... I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's its own thing. Yeah. Shoot. I might, you might have, I might have to look up the top. That's just on Crunchyroll, isn't it? Or just on R Well, no, I just, anime. I, um, R slash anime. Like, every week they have the yeah. top 10 yeah. anime. What and what they rankings? Yeah, I was gonna say, what day do they update the rankings? I'm not sure. No. It's whenever it pops up, Thanks. I'll if if I catch it, um, I'll send it to you. And Thanks, you follow God. you. You're subscribed to the R anime as well, so I think it's <laughs> yeah, but, a week. But I don't want to do the work. Just tell Just me the things. Open, I'll tell you the things when if I see the things. Then tell me all the things. Ah. Well, I'm, you, but you do all the work by going to R anime memes. And R34. <laughs> Dang it, what the... Is it supposed to be... Uh, is it posted on there? Or just it randomly yeah. pops up? It It's posted. Like It'll be like a bar graph type thing. They have like the, the anime oh, and then like a yeah. picture from the like the character or whatever. My bad, my bad. I was... I was under the search. I thought, I w- I thought it would just take me there. But I guess not. Uh, nah. Terrible. Anyways... I don't see it. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'll find it. I'll find it. Anyways, go, go fuck yourself. Maybe later. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you should follow us on Podbean, iTunes, not Google Play anymore. <laughs> I can't no. believe Google's given up. On podcasts. That doesn't make any sense. It's because Joe Rogan left. Ever since Joe Rogan left to go to um, the one I... that he's exclusive to. What, iTunes? He's all that all podcast money. Oh. Anyways. We'll still be on there until they shut down. Facebook, Instagram. Untap sometimes. Un... All the times. <laughs> all the times. All the times. Make sure you give us a review. Say hello. 
if you want to join our Discord. Discord things. Quiet, but but friendly. <laughs> I do see I I do see the alerts. I do see the alerts. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Later. <laughs>